Welcome to the Readings and Ramblings podcast, where we ramble about the Bible and the books we're reading, all from a Christian worldview. We're your hosts, Janice Jones and Shanna Vera, and we invite you to journey with us in our thoughts and exchange of ideas. Our hope is that these conversations will inspire you to read and grow in faith with friends. Hello out there, and thank you once again for joining us on Readings and Ramblings. My name is Shanna Vera. And I am Janice Gentles-Jones. Hello, everybody. <laughs> Welcome. All so right. Exciting. So we are starting off, as usual, with our quotes. And I kind of want you to go first, Janice, because I, really I really want to hear yours. Oh, man. All right. So um, we usually share a quote from something we've been reading. And so this week I finished the, um, the narrative of the life of Frederick Douglass. And I was wondering as at the end of it, was he, did he still believe in God afterwards? And I was so pleased to see his appendix where he actually answered that question. And I wanted to, and I actually love the quote. So he said, what I have said respecting and against religion I mean strictly to apply to the slaveholding religion of this land and with no possible reference to Christianity proper. For between the Christianity of this land and the Christianity of Christ, I recognize the widest possible difference, so wide that to receive the one as good, pure, and holy is of necessity to reject the other one as bad, corrupt, and wicked. To be the friend of the one is of necessity to be the enemy of the other. I love the pure, peaceable, and impartial Christianity of Christ. I therefore hate the corrupt, slave-holding, women-whipping, cradle-plundering, partial and hypocritical Christianity of this land. Indeed, I can see no reason but the most deceitful one for calling the religion of this land Christianity. I look upon it as the climax of all misnomers, the boldest of all frauds, and the grossest of all libels. Never was there a clearer case of, quote unquote, stealing the livery of the court of of heaven to serve the devil in. Close quote. That is really powerful and so true. Oh my goodness, it's so true. I, when I read that, I was, first I felt honestly relieved because I was like, oh, please don't let that Frederick Douglass uh, walked away thinking that that was what Christianity was. So when I read it, I was just like, oh, thank you, Heavenly Father, that he, when he learned to read, it was part of the in the book where he talked about like he always found any opportunity he could to read. Mm-hmm. And when he learned to read at one point in his life, he was actually doing Sunday school. So he was yeah. teaching other people to read from the Bible and him knowing how to read and, and reading the Bible from himself, he was able to, that's why he's able to write that and say that. Mm-hmm. And I was so yeah. relieved. So it, it also reminded me of what Martin Luther did, you know, in 1517 when he, you know, put those 95 theses mm-hmm. on, the, on the door of the church and just, you know, made the claim that people should be able Bibles. to read their Bibles yeah. in their yeah. own language, the whole thing. And it's such a privilege. Um, I that think we it really have. shows because of the fact that he should have. Uh, I'm talking about Frederick Douglass. Yes. He should have been bitter towards yes. everything that oh happened. He yes. should have, he could have hated yes. God and what yes. he thought God stood for. But because he could read the Bible and could gain what is truth from it, he yes. was able to walk away being like, oh no, I believe in the God of the Bible. Yes. I believe in Christ. You know, um, he was able to walk away with that. And I think that's one of the most important things about encouraging ourselves, our kids, others to be in the Bible, because we get discouraged by others and things that they say and things that they do. And they may say, oh, I'm a Christian. Yeah. And then they do things and you're like, well, if this is Christianity, like I honestly want nothing to do with it. Yeah. Um, 
So I think staying in my Bible and encouraging others to do the same thing is so important because it's like, that's not who God is. That's, you know, that's a false representation. And um, so I think he really pulled that out. And I think that was a perfect answer. (laughs) (laughs) What about you? What was your quote? All right. So I don't know if I can follow it up, but... uh... So I'm back to Elizabeth Elliot. I have you to say, love Elizabeth. I do. I really do. She's one of the most inspiring people, and part of me just wants to be her. <laughs> and things that she says just honestly blows my mind because I know what she went through and some of her life story, and now I've read some of her books. So when I read things, I'm just like so impressed because I haven't gone through half of what she's gone through yeah. or been half as strong. So <laughs> and this is Elizabeth <laughs> Elliot, right? Yes. Okay. Obviously, God has chosen to leave certain questions unanswered and certain problems without any solution in this life, in order that in our very struggle to answer and solve, we may be shoved back and back and eternally back to the contemplation of himself and to complete trust in who he is. And I find myself in that situation so often where I'm like, you know, God, I'm okay with this, but like, can you just show me the whole picture? Like, I just want to know, like, why, why am I going through this or why am I dealing with this? Like, I'll bear it, but I need the answer. Yeah. And that's, we're supposed to trust him. And for me to be like, I trust you, but is not trusting. And so when I read that, I was like, that's my, I have a hard time letting go. I have a hard time not having an answer. I'm a bit of a detective when it comes to those things. It's yes. like, I will find the answer, you know? <laughs> so it's hard to swallow the fact that there are going to be things in this life that we will just never get to know the why no. um, behind. It's so true. But, you know, it's a testament. Um, I don't know if it was something I was reading um, in the Bible or, or a book that I was reading, but I guess that's where our, it's a, oh, it maybe it was screw tape, the screw tape letters by C.S. Lewis. And it was, you know, it's like one of the things that screw tape was saying was that was so frustrating is that even when people were, you know, had all these bad things happen to them, the fact that they still, you know, loved the enemy, you know, God is the enemy in the mm-hmm. book. It's mm-hmm. like, that's the most frustrating part, you know, yeah. the ones who still after all their trials still believe yeah. in him. And it's like, ah, that's so true. <laughs> that is so true. I think that's even- one of the things I can say I look forward to in heaven is just not having those constant nagging of the wise. Like, I think I will... Like that to me is such peace to not ever go back to like, you know, and I have, I think I have days where I'm fine with things and I think I've even moved on from things and all of a sudden something will trigger it and you're right back to like, okay, I still have not figured out why this happened. You know, it's like been two years. I haven't gotten an answer. Like I was okay, but now I'm not. (laughs) So... I, don't know. I totally understand that. And I listen, look at Job. I mean, Job never got, we got to see the answer, but Job right. never got the answer as to why. And who knows? Maybe he would not have been happy to know that that was like, yeah, you know, that God allowed that. You know? It's <laughs> funny. Somebody said the other day, like, usually when these things are happening, you know, it's not because God wants us to be happy. That's not important to him, but he yeah. wants us to be holy. And yeah. these things, you know, help. What did she say to like smooth our Sanctify edges? Us. Yeah. yeah, it's like, yes. you know, I guess yeah. that's how I have to look at it. Like, oh, I obviously need to be extra holy right now. <laughs> I know, you know, it, it's funny because I was um, I'm taking a Bible course, and so one of the the one of the assignments was reading. I think it was First Thessalonians. Um, or is he, yeah, I think it was First Thessalonians, and it talked about the Holy Spirit and and sanctification. Like the, it almost seemed like the role of sanctification, the the Holy Spirit's role is sanctifying us, mm. and that's what's in us, right? That's what yeah. God left behind yeah. for us is that, um, you know. So we're constantly going through the sanctification process, but it's not by works. And he was, it was very clear. Um, actually in Galatians chapter three, because that was another 
a passage I had to read and it was talking about, you know, we're not, it's not sanctification. Sanctification is not us being perfected, you know, in our flesh, you know, it's being mm-hmm. sanctified by the Holy spirit. And for us to try to, to do things, take things in our own hands, you know, to perfect ourselves, you right. know, with good works or whatever it is that we think that we're doing. I think that's um, our, our first thing to be jumped to is like, yeah. okay, this is what we're going through. So this yeah. is how we're this going what I gotta to do. Yeah. This is what we need to do now. Let's <laughs> make gonna, a checklist of how to, you know, I'm going to fix uh, it by my flesh. <laughs> yeah. 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 And it's like, what, how, how can, how can something that started by God, which is that sanctification process be end, end in perfection by you, by your flesh, you know, like, you you know, so it's just, it it made me think, and it's just a, a reminder. It's Um, funny this week. Well, it's not funny, but my, my kids have just been like taking turns, either getting weird rashes or spiking fevers or just it's been like one thing after another and I just am like I just want a regular day of like everybody being healthy and we can just go about our day and you know I feel like every day I've been praying like you know God can you heal them and you know help us to all feel better and you know and the kids have been praying too you know for each other and themselves as they've been going through it and every day I feel like it's just been the answer of no. No, not <laughs> no, today. Not today. Not today. And I'm just like, oh, okay, I guess I need some sanctifying is what's happening right now. I don't or, know. I don't know. But I guess it's one of those that, that it's like you got to just stay in today. This yeah. is what this is what he offers for me today. Okay. Yeah. This is what uh, this is what we're going to do today. Yeah. <laughs> it might be no sleep extra cuddles. Yeah. Yeah. All of that. <laughs> all of that for today. And it's but like, I, 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 I want to love it. You know, I kind yeah. of, part of me is like, Oh, enjoy it. But there's always that nagging nah. in the back of your head of like, I have 110 things to do right now. And I'm laying on the couch <laughs> holding a baby. <laughs> so, Oh my goodness. Life, right? Yeah. <laughs> that's our life. Well, that's our quotes for this week. Hopefully um, it will inspire someone to read one of these well you know what doing this so i i was never one to like put notes in a commonplace book and i can't even say i always get these quotes into my book but i do always save it somewhere usually digitally yeah (laughs) and uh and you having me like sharing that you do this and this is something you do has me reading a lot more with intention. I read things and I'm yeah. like, oh, that's a quote. Like, that's yes. the quote. You know, yes. like all of a sudden it hits me. And that has been inspiring. So I hope it does help others yeah. to kind of read with that. I don't know, save it, put it somewhere. And each week find a new one or however you want to do it every other day. <laughs> and you know what's fun is going back and looking through like all of these favorite quotes. Yeah. Man, that can be such a... Like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I need that. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's such a great idea. I'm really glad you've encouraged me to do it. I've done it with the kids and um, it's nice to go. I was was just listening to their comments and they're like, oh, I remember this. Oh, yeah. You know, like you kind of forget (laughs) when you know as you're just putting stuff in and you're not looking back. But it's so awesome to look back and see what you put in there. So... All right, um, we are, we're going to be switching hats now, and uh, this week we're talking about, our for our Bible talk, we're talking about, what do we talk about, Shanna? <laughs> so, we've started our new book, but we can't talk about that yet, even Not though, yet. you know, part of me wants to. <laughs> I know, we will, we will. So, we started North and South, right? Yes. So, and, excited. Uh, one of the topics that we immediately hit is a character has to make a huge decision based off of his conscience, conscience and um, the repercussions that come from it. A lot of things kind of spiral from that, and it was a huge decision, and it wasn't taken lightly. Yeah. So it kind of had us thinking about characters from the Bible that also experienced making a huge decision because they felt like it was what was right. They had to do it, yeah. and they knew that the outcomes would may not 
probably won't be good, but yeah. they went forward with it because they knew it was what it's they the had right to do. Thing to do. Yep. Okay. Thank so, you. My mind went blank, but <laughs> <laughs> hopefully I summed that up. Um, so the first person that came to, or people, I should say, there's three of them yeah. came to my mind is the very famous story of Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. Oh my goodness. I love that. You know, when I was a kid, those, that was one of my favorite stories. Oh, um, really? Yeah. I don't know why. Cause I don't think I understood the, I don't think I'd grasp the full ramification of it. <laughs> no, I think enough? I think it was one of mine too. I mean, I don't know. I for some reason it didn't. I guess because it had a good, it had a, it didn't have a bad ending. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the king of that time, I want to say it was Nebuchadnezzar, but I could be wrong. No, it was Nebuchadnezzar. Okay. Right. Yep. And uh, he puts a giant idol, and tells everybody worship this idol and he did it because during that oh he had a dream that's what it was he had a dream and he dreamed that a giant boulder was going to come and just destroy all the great nations and he wanted to make sure that everybody in his nation was solidified that they were all one and unified that nothing could destroy them because they were in power at that time yep. and so he thought if i unify them through us all worshiping this same one idol yep you know it'll bring us closer together and keep us you know from falling apart uh but and reinforce his him as being king you know well, like he, yeah. wanted, I, he wanted to be worshipped you know oh, he definitely was, he was he had king. an ego problem yeah, yeah. and we Didn't know like all... the israelites the israelites were you know, they had this one God that was just an annoyance to all the nations around them. <laughs> right. And Babylon had come in, which is what King Nebuchadnezzar was king of. And he yes. had taken the people from Israel. So he had a whole bunch of Israelites who were, well, I mean, they obviously were not worshiping God very well, which is why they came. They were yeah. taken away, but they were yes. supposed to all be worshiping God. Yeah. And, uh. At least Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were. So they definitely were. And so when they were told to worship this idol, they would everyone, not bow. Right? Yes. That everyone had to, bow down. Yes. Everyone had to bow down to this idol. I guess he had some kind of assembly and everyone was supposed to um, bow down and they did not bow down. I guess they kind of stood out then if they were the only yeah, ones Yes. 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 <laughs> but, you know, talk about um, trust and bravery in God, you know, um, to not know, to know, or to, at that moment in doing something like that, that, you know, because the, the price for that was, oh, he had put the, he had had a furnace, right. And he, Mm -hmm. uh, this, uh, this furnace that anyone who did not bow down, they would be put in the furnace of fire. Um, and he made it extra hot for whatever reason that even the people who were like supposed to light it, like they got burnt. Well, he got angry because he was, he was going to give them like a second chance. He was like, Oh, you know, you're going to burn if you don't do this. And they were like, no, we can't like, you know, we can't worship this idol. And so he was, he got mad at that and he was just like, that's it. Make it even hotter. (laughs) (laughs) Four people who had to put the, to make it hotter but yeah. yeah he did he did but they still would not these the Shadrach Meshach and Abednego still would not bow down because they knew who their god was and they just could not there was no compromising on that you know mm-hmm. like had yeah. he I, you know had he said oh I'm your king you know then yeah we can you know we can respect and give honor to a king right, right? but to say that this king is 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 the god is god and you know you they just could not do that knowing what they know about the God of Israel. And so we know that they're put into the furnace. Yes. But my favorite, favorite, favorite part was when, so it was the three of them. And then Nebuchadnezzar, I think it was Nebuchadnezzar. He was like, why is there four in there? I'm counting four. Yes. So then <laughs> all of a sudden there. he sees four of them. Four. Yes. And then they pull them out. And I like this part. Is their clothes didn't even smell no. of smoke. And Nothing. I mean, my husband smokes things like smokes meats and stuff and, and yeah. likes to grill. And 
it'll like linger in his hair even after a shower sometimes it's so bad (laughs) so i'm like these people were in the fire and they didn't even smell like smoke when they came out that was god's protection yeah over them yeah and um so they're one of my favorite stories yeah Uh, it is a good one because it's like you you hope that in times of uh, you know, in a time like that, that you can stand, you know, stand true to your faith, right? You know, even when faced with the fire, yeah. Um, and the fact that I mean, it's there, it's visible, everyone around you, you know. And sometimes you might think, well, in my heart, I know, I know, God is God, but maybe I'll just bow, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. but I mean, that wasn't even. I'm acceptable. sure there was a lot of people there that were just doing it out of self-preservation. They were probably right. like bowing but in their mind being like oh god forgive me yes, you know this isn't yes. genuine i'm just trying not to die today you know yes yes but so, they did and they actually yeah. um you know it could have cost them their life but they uh they did not so um and what a way to that, go i mean honestly ugh. yeah i i i i can't even <laughs> I can't even imagine that, but yeah. they did the right thing and they were rewarded at that time. I mean, we know in life that, uh, the story doesn't always end that way. Cause we mm-hmm. know that there were many Christians that were persecuted after Christ and right. they were burned at the stake or they were, um, hung on the cross or, or uh, yep. yeah, or, um, stoned to the lion. So mm-hmm. we know that the answer isn't always, uh, saving at, on earth, you know, mm-hmm. But we, you know, we have that hope that regardless of whether it's, you know, uh, when there's death, when you die, that there is that resurrection with Christ. So that's, that's the hope that we have in that. But they didn't, you know, they weren't thinking about that. They were just thinking about this is not the right thing. We can't do it. There's just no way that we can bow down. To I feel like they must God. have all three of them just been praying like God protect us give us your protection like i feel like that must have been their prayer and that's why that angel yeah appeared in there because i feel like it was like a unity prayer maybe i don't know in my Uh, mind that's what i like to think (laughs) (laughs) i picture them singing like singing a hymn you know but i also i also see in this um story god's like here I the I am the great I am. Yeah. You know, like yeah. I am over the ele- the elements of this earth. Fire right. will not touch these right now. And it's this, this it's is interesting because although this is a miracle, it's not the miracle we do focus on. What did that miracle prove to Nebuchadnezzar and the people around him, the high yeah. ups, that God is bigger than you are. Yes. Nothing you can say, I'm going to burn you in fire. But if yes. he says no, the answer is still no. It's still no. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I love the, I love what it shows about God. It's like, he's bigger than all of that. You yeah. Know? He's outside of the elements of this earth. And yep. so it's like, don't try to act like you are bigger. <laughs> you are the God. Because if God has to step in, you will not win. So yeah. That's one of my favorites. Um, uh, the second one we had was Jeremiah. Yes, right? Jeremiah, I, the weeping prophet. Um, <laughs> so Jeremiah was part of the priest lineage, so he assumed that he'd become a priest because back then it wasn't like you just picked a career. It was kind of whatever you were born into is what you did. Yeah. Um, but God visited Jeremiah and said, no, I, I want you to be a prophet. And, um, Jeremiah was hesitant because he was like, well, I mean, I thought I was going to be a priest and I'm not really good at this sort of thing. And of course God was like, no, you're going to, because (laughs) I am going to be there with you through all of it. But he does do it, but he's given a whole bunch of, um, kind of how it's going to be rules and regulations on how to live and one of them is he's told he will never marry and he will never have children which seems kind of sad and lonely yeah but when you read about what's going on during this time period it makes sense why you wouldn't want a wife or children because it was a very difficult time and to have to watch loved ones suffer probably maybe could have broke him or kept him from being able to complete god's mission so i never thought about that but that's true 
Yeah. But it is kind of a sad and lonely life. And then it, the worst thing is, is that God tells them, you know, you're going to spend your life prophesying and the people will hate you. They won't listen to you. And almost makes them feel like nothing I do is ever going to matter. Yeah. And I mean, we know it does because we have the book of Jeremiah and the book yeah. of Lamentations, which he wrote. Yes. But, you know, for him going through it during that time, it must have seemed like, what is the point of this? If I'm speaking to a people who will not hear me yep. and nobody is going to be converted and, you know, um, to be able to get up every day and do God's will. And I mean, we see that like, he's called the weeping prophet because he does cry often and yeah. he goes through a lot of depression and he deals with the ups and downs of, you know, God is good, but also hating his life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so but it's difficult to, to watch. Yeah. Somebody like, how do you have the strength to get up every day? And at one point he says, I just want to stop speaking because they just laugh at me and they hate yeah. me. Yeah. But your words burn within my heart and yeah. holding it back actually hurts my bones. Yes. And I just hope that like I'm so on fire for God that if I it came know. to a time where I had to speak and people hated me, that it would be so in me that I wouldn't even be able to control it, that it would be difficult and exhausting to hold it back like that's a goal <laughs> but you know I think I love that you said that because I think like that's why I think reading the Bible is so important because it does kind of you can see that even if something like that was to happen you have examples of people and of how they handled those situations and you know um what's whether some of them ended well or some of them didn't but you know, we know that if they could do it, that we can do it. Like the same God that was right. there for them, whether right. at that moment of speaking or at that moment of, you know, not being sure of what's going to happen or at that moment of death, we know that, that, you know, that God is with us. So I think the D stories, I think I would, because we read them so often and we talk about them, that I would hope that they would come to mind and say, yeah. you know, that, that we would be our this. encouragement yeah, and our encouragement yeah. to others, you know? Yeah. 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 So, so those are two, two Bible stories where, um, the theme of what we're going to be talking about in North and South, it just kind of reminded us of that. And there'll, there'll be a few more as we're going through this story, but those were the first two that we just wanted to talk about this week. So on that note, we'll be switching over now to our North, North and, and South, South story. This is a new book that we're starting. Shanna picked it. And I always say after 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 we start a new book that Shanna picked, I'll send her a little text that says, thank you. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> so I did send her the thank you. I love it text. <laughs> I was so glad, especially since I we couldn't meet up last week because my throat was shot. Um but so I'm glad that we can this week. And yeah. you know what I was thinking when we start starting a new book, it's kind of like you get to to move to a whole new location yep. and new neighbors, new yep. friends, and you get to, you know, go into their lives. I feel like we just left Mansfields Park and now we're like moving into, you know, um, uh, wherever to whatever town we're in right now, I can't think of the name. <laughs> and now we're, you know, we get to move without actually physically moving, you know, yes. we get to do that. But so you I'm know, excited. what's funny is I immediately saw a connection between Fanny from Mansfield Park mm -hmm. and Margaret, who's the name of the main character from North and South, because yep. it starts off immediately where Margaret is actually being raised by her aunt and living with her cousins. Yes. And I thought that was interesting. That must be a common thing that happened during that time period where the more well-off family members would take on, you know, nephews and nieces yeah, I got the impression that they took on Margaret for a companion for um, their daughter, who's uh, um, Edith. Yeah. Did you get that impression? Like, Maybe, you know, like Edith, yeah. like Edith is an only child, and let's go. But it get was Margaret. Once, it was once again like <laughs> Margaret's family. Margaret's mother married for love, which you find that out immediately because her aunt 
Margaret's aunt is like, oh, well, she couldn't want for anything because she married for love, you know? Like, yeah. she was almost jealous of her. Like, she has everything you could imagine, but she didn't have love. Yeah. And now she thinks maybe her sister made the better choice. Meanwhile, yes. her sister's just as unhappy because she doesn't have the final Because she married for life. love. Yeah. And, and she, she was and like, she oh, that was a bad family. idea. Yeah. yeah. So neither of them are happy. And you kind of get to see both sides. The grass is not greener on anybody's <laughs> side. No. Um, but it sounded like they were able to like afford a tutor for Edith. So Margaret was able to get a better education than perhaps yes. she would have been able to, like her family would have been able to afford for her. Yeah, and it's interesting because even even though, so like uh, when she's when Margaret is staying with her cousins, I guess they're in the south, um, the southern part of England, London, yeah, in England, and so they're they are, you know, the like the education is important. They have a nicer home and servants, but in the north where her parents live, her dad's a par. Uh, well, her parents live in the south right now, and her aunt and uncle live like in the city, I guess. Which I don't. Okay. I should probably look up by like oh, so English they, so her parents geography because oh. <laughs> I don't really know. I just know when she's when she's riding back and forth to Edith, she's yeah. in the city, which I don't really know where that is. So I don't. I don't, it's not the north, but it's not the south. I don't know. Maybe it's east or the west. I'm not sure. Okay. But her family well, is in the south. Yeah, in Helston. In Helston, right? And so, and that's, but her family's like in the rural area, right? Yeah. She always talks about pastures yes. and how pretty and the forest, you yes. know. So yes, so her where her aunt is is city life, but uh, you can tell in the first chapter opens up with her preparing. I guess Edith's Edith is Edith getting is her married. cousin and yeah. she's getting married and Edith is like leisurely taking a nap. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> While company is over. Yeah. Right. I, I'm assuming it's probably like maybe like the pre get together before the wedding. Yeah. You know, cause they have company over that night and um, Margaret's kind of like helping around, helping out. Uh, and then uh, they are, there's, they're talking and, I notice, like she kind of, it's not like a fanny situation where they don't like her. You know, it seems like yeah. they do. Yeah, they do. And Margaret know. and Edith seem very close. Yeah, like almost like sisters. Yeah, and then uh, they they introduce in in chapter one we we meet um, a character named Henry, which right? is yeah, which it's it's kind of weird. So he's Edith's husband's brother. Right. So it's like Edith's brother-in-law. So it really has no connection to Fanny. But you have to assume these families must have been connected and close for a while. Because Fanny and Henry have a very natural, comfortable relationship. And she's even telling him, after all that's going on at the wedding, oh, I would never have a big wedding like this. It's so much. It's a whirlwind, right? She's like, I was just elope. And he was like, (laughs) what? (laughs) Yeah, and he's and you could tell he likes he likes uh, Margaret. Yeah, you can definitely uh, he has an like in the her. chapter one. You can tell like okay, there's something going on here, but she seems kind of you can't tell where she what lies. She's kind of yes. like, is she interested? Is she not? Yeah, yeah, because she likes him. Because I mean, at one point they they mention that they have a lot in common. Yeah, she know? was excited to see him. Like, oh, good, I'll be able to have like good conversation or something. Yes. Yeah, she seemed so, like happy that he was there. And, and so we, we, and then he's, and he's very attentive and like, just kind of talking to her, like, well, tell me what it's like in your, in Helston. Like, what do you do? What's a day like? And she's just, it's like pulling teeth with her. Yeah. And then she gets like highly offended because she's just like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And I was like, well, he was trying to get you. He's trying to find out. Yeah. He's being rude. (laughs) So I couldn't figure her out at that point because this is the introductory chapter. So I'm like, oh, I don't know if I'm. I, well, I'm like trying to feel Margaret out because I don't know yeah. Margaret yet. You yeah. Know? Like, but I'm like Margaret. He's just asking some questions. So I'm like, is there a history there? Why I feel she like Margaret's just a to? little clueless. Like, I think as you get go along, you just realize like she comes across wrong. But I, yeah. it's, she's not intentionally trying to. I think maybe she's just a little socially awkward. <laughs> maybe, maybe. So we see that for her yeah. because. He's like trying to talk to her and she's just very making it very difficult. (laughs) (laughs) 
but then, then after it, the wedding, she yeah. goes back home. I guess Edith no longer needs her, so they're just yes. like, goodbye, Margaret. I Your know, time here is done. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think they brought her up for company for Edith, and now that yeah. Edith is, is married, there's no need to keep Margaret around. But she didn't fe- she didn't seem offended by it. You she know? actually like, seemed like she was so looking forward to going home yeah. and being in her home with her family. And I feel like she kind of made it seem like a fairy tale but when she got home it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't and one what of the th- i guess she anticipated and one of the things we noticed like as she's riding back home with her dad after the wedding is that he looks sad did you catch that yeah. he's like he, he yeah. looks very sad and depressed and she's yeah. thinking um maybe something happened to her brother um who's in the navy i think his name was uh frederick so oh, she's yeah. wondering, like, she's like, is, I wonder yeah. if something happened to Frederick or just, is something going on? Because yeah, we don't get a lot of information on him, but it sounds no, like there's something, some kind of mutiny happened on the ship and he ended yes. up on the wrong side of it. And now he's in hiding. So they don't even know where he is. Is that what it is? Cause I felt yeah. like they were so secretive about, you know, yeah. Frederick. like I was like, Tell me, because she's trying to find out. And I'm like, yeah, what's yeah, going on? Yeah, I think we'll find out more as the story goes on. But okay. I think that's kind of what's going on right now. And so they don't really know what's going to happen with him. You know what I thought was interesting is that Margaret's mother didn't go to the wedding because she didn't have anything nice to wear. Yeah. Did you catch once that? once again, she's so caught up on like money and yes. privilege. And I guess she knows people are going to be looking down on her, which they would. Yep. Um, and, and, but it, but it also said the, um, the narrator also said that if her sister knew that it was a dress, like she had so many dresses that, right. you know, she would have given to her, but, but it was a I guess pride, pride thing. comes yep. in. Yeah. Yep. Pride definitely comes in. It's like, you're not going to ask your rich sister whose life seems so perfect, you yep. know, for a dress. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Cause then you'd have to admit that things are not, you know, what you yeah. wish they were. But Margaret's life at home seems so nice. Like she just wanders the woods and walks around. And I'm like, oh, I kind of gotta tell you, me too. Me too. Her days were like so pleasantly. We were born in the wrong time. No, (laughs) like to have leisure days of just you know walking around and (laughs) enjoying nature, drawing, enjoying nature. But then chapter three happens, and surprise, surprise, who shows up but Henry. Henry comes to visit, yeah. And she is and she's she's so excited. She's, yeah, she's, but she, so she's excited that he's there, right? He's and like one of her best not. friends. Yeah. Uh, and her mom, her mom is is not very excited. Um all because because of the it meal. meant to work, yeah. Because it meant work, you know. They're She's not like, rich, oh, so. Oh, I let the servants go. We were just gonna have cold sandwiches. And, yes. Oh, yes. what are we gonna feed him? And she just worries yes. over the details. And and Margaret's like, he's not gonna care, mom. Like he doesn't yeah. care about that stuff. Yeah, it's just like, and plus this afternoon we could just make him a sandwich, you know, yep. and then he'll then he'll go, and then she takes him out to. She's to like, I'll just drawing. take entertain him to do some drawing. Yeah. I know, like this is how we hang out for the day. We'll just go and do some drawing. And I and he's apparently really good at it because he did a really good job of drawing her. And he, yes, he drew her, and then she was just like clueless about that too, because like, yeah. uh, you know, some guy drawing you usually would be a sign that he i mean i knew i knew by chapter three that like this is happening whether you well, like the fact it or that not, he came Margaret, to visit her yeah yeah like that was just a cl- and a she's big just clue. like oh are you here to tell me about edith and like she was like oh you're gonna give me news like i don't know she just didn't she's really naive she didn't see yeah. any of it and yeah. then when he proposes to her She's like horrified <laughs> and shocked. She's like yeah. so shocked, like she didn't see that coming yeah. at all. Like, <laughs> She's like, please stop talking. These words are very unpleasant to me. <laughs> You're like, wow, this poor guy. <laughs> He's like pouring out his heart, and she's telling him, "This is very unpleasant for me." <laughs> I thought that was funny. I'm sorry. <laughs> I felt bad for him. I'm like, oh, oh my yeah. goodness. And I was, you know, I was secretly again. 
It's only the beginning of the book. So I, I, we don't really know much about Henry's character. So I didn't know right. whether to be like, yeah. okay, this is good that she turned yeah. him down. Like, exactly. is this is bad. I don't know if this is good or bad. Yeah. Because we don't know much about Henry, except for that he seems to like her. Exactly. You know? So I didn't know how to take this scene. I was like, okay, is she going to turn okay she turned him down but i didn't know it, but i did felt, feel bad i definitely felt embarrassed for poor henry though <laughs> yeah, yeah, i was like yes. oh man so he leaves pretty much right after that because who wants to hang around after somebody tells you that that but you know what but he couldn't leave after that shanna because remember he had to have dinner <laughs> well i thought it was i thought they were eating dessert right weren't they eating dessert in the garden when he said yeah. it so he yeah. had to just finish that meal but yeah i mean he yeah, pretty he much as soon as he left. could get out of there and even her father was like oh wow his his, uh, His attitude was so different, much. yes. Yeah, like... But he didn't know that he just got turned down from a proposal. But and then Henry leaves, and and I'm like, oh, okay, is, is Henry gonna come back? I'm like, yeah. uh, this book is totally new to me, so I don't yeah. know who the main characters are. So I'm like, all right, well, Henry is gone. Yeah, <laughs> now he's coming. <laughs> now, and you think Henry? that you think that this has got to be like she's really she's thinking over it, she's replaying it in her head, and you think, wow, this is such a big deal in her life. But then in chapter five, her father like drops a bomb on her. Yeah. By telling her, we have to leave your favorite place in the whole world, Helston. And because I can no longer be a pastor here. And we don't really get the particulars. He just says it's a moral issue. He couldn't. He had to re-up on his vows under the Church of England. And he couldn't do it. And we don't know why, what was written in it or what he yeah, had to say. Yeah, she doesn't tell us. Yeah. Yes. And so then she's like, you know, asking questions. And we find out that he never even spoke to his wife about okay, it. Okay, so this is where I had a problem. Because I was thinking, wow, why are you telling uh, Margaret and not right. your wife? Right. But if, what after I got over the shock of that, then I was even more appalled when he was like, can you tell your yes. mom? I was like, are you kidding me? Are no. you going to not be a man in this situation and be like, hey, we have... And, and he tells her, yeah, we have to move in two weeks. Meanwhile, they in have a whole weeks. house. A whole oh, house, to pack, house to pack up and up. servants. And, and they haven't, found, and they haven't found a place to live. So we're going to be homeless in two weeks. But um, yeah. And I, and I have to be the one to tell mom. He's like, yeah. oh my goodness. I'm like, like, he definitely no. sat on that information for way too long. Like he should have... <laughs> given them a little bit more time to figure it all out and i was thinking about that i'm like well thinking about his character because i'm like well that he that he seems like a i don't know because he said it was he didn't want to disappoint his wife like he did because he knew how much it would upset her and he just didn't he couldn't bear seeing her being the one to tell her that and cause but her that after much after hearing her reaction, Mrs. Hale's reaction, we know yeah. he made the wrong choice because when Margaret does tell her, she's shocked that, like, why are you telling me? Why yes, can't like you tell me? Yeah. And how long has a... he known? Like, she asks all the right she's questions. Asking, yes. Yeah. And then that puts uh, her daughter in an awkward uh, position. Yeah, because she has to be like, oh, like, well, why, you why are you to, dad's but... confidant? Yeah, yeah <laughs> you know? exactly. Yeah. So. And so that didn't go well, but, uh, she, I don't, she comes around to the idea of, but you know what made me sad before all of that, she's going on and on to Margaret about like what they have to do in the community. And you realize that Margaret and her mother do so much for the community that they serve, you know, with helping the people who are poor or, you know, needy, like they're just out there giving of themselves and helping where they can. And some of these families like depend on them and they're just leaving them behind. I got the sense that the dad did also Mr. Hale. Yeah. Yeah. um, He, it did break his heart to have to leave. I think it did, but I think he took a cowardly way out of, uh, like he was, it's interesting. It, like he was strong in his conviction to leave, right. but that strength didn't carry over to his wife Anything to be able to, else. Yeah. Yeah, to talk to and her I, about that. You just feel that. so bad for the community because you're like, where are they going? Like who's yeah. coming in next? Are people going to be there for them? And Margaret, yeah. that breaks Margaret's heart. She cries because there, oh there's like goodness. little ones that love her and stuff. And yeah. to just have to leave yeah. them 
it's so sad. I thought so too, but I thought that was interesting too because, but Margaret, I guess Margaret did come around in the summertime, right? Because I, she mostly yes. lived with Edith, but I yeah, guess she came she, around. Yeah, she lived there during the summer. The yeah. summertime, so she did. She did have a chance to build a rapport with um with the with the people that lived there. Yeah. But anyway, so now they're they're upset, but they have you know it's already out there that now they're moving in two yeah. weeks. I had to look up what a fortnight was. I couldn't remember it. I was like, <laughs> at first I thought I was like, oh, they have two days to move. It's <laughs> like, what are you doing, Mister Hale? But no, a fortnight is two weeks. Yeah. Which is still bad because, again, you have to pack up a house and, yeah. you know, and of course, they don't have a place to live yet. But he has an opportunity in Helston because of a, a, a friend that he that he has. So right? what's the name of the place in the north? What is it called? I don't, uh, I, I don't remember either, but I'll, I'll find it, it in a minute. But yeah, yeah, so so Mr. Bell is a good relation of Mr. Hale. And he was like, now he, he's a pastor who can no longer work as a pastor because the Church of England runs all the churches in England. Yes, at So that I guess time, unless yes. you moved out of England, you yes. couldn't be a pastor. So he had, like, very limited what he could do. Yeah. And so, and even because the mother had suggested him working in one of the schools, and right. they couldn't even work in the schools either because the Church of England wouldn't have allowed yeah. that. So he yeah. had to find, like, private to, um, students where he could just tutor them and Mr. Yep. Bell arranges that for him but they do have to move to the north into yes. a, um, a cotton yeah. factory district yes oh my goodness an industrial area yes you know like you're leaving and I'm like picturing that that is like even yeah. You know, like to move from like the, the pasture, the field. And know, the, the father's field. reaction to that was like, well, at least we won't be reminded of the place we love. And I was like, how is that <laughs> helpful? Like, <laughs> I don't know. not my favorite his character comfort, so far. Yeah, his comforting was like really no comfort at all. And I just felt like he didn't know what was going on. I, he he was just a split personality to me. It's just like you, the strength to leave, but you're just like there's no strength. Like it, that took every courage, like yeah. whatever courage he it took had, to like do that, no energy, had nothing left, nothing, nothing left, left at the end of left. that. <laughs> but yeah, so but, we get to in chapter six, they kind of describe what they're seeing and the differences between the north and the south. It really is yeah. a huge chapter of kind of giving you a feeling of what the differences were for her. Milton was the town. Milton, right? Milton, yes. yes, yeah. You know, and I was as I was reading this, I'm looking at Margaret. Uh, you know, like Margaret's come from a pampered life where she, mm-hmm. you know, where she was. She probably didn't make a lot of decisions, you know, because her aunt rules the household, and there weren't any decisions to make. Probably she's just hanging out with her cousin, and yeah, you know, you take your lessons and stuff. But now she's like, but put in this position where she's. Um, taking this active role, even in coordinating the move, because her mom is so upset, you know, and so she's Yeah, her mom like, is kind of a burden. She has to constantly figure out what to do with her because she's yes. always unhappy. Yes. And then her father is kind of turned into a shell of a person where he's just like there, but not making any choices. And yeah. it is interesting to kind of see her being like, well, I guess I have to take control and be the leader in this situation. And she stepped up and did because yeah. she like the things that she was doing is what her mother should have been doing. Right. You know, like as far as finding a place, a home for them to live, because they yeah. remember when they were going, they took the train and they were like, um, they were house they, hunting. And it was they, sad because everything sounded terrible. I mean, they made it sound like each of these places were so small, which they probably weren't because I think the way that they lived, they had like probably bigger houses because they had servants and stuff. Yes. Um, yes. But for them, it was too small and yeah. it was just like really having to make exceptions. But she and her dad are doing this. Her mom and I forgot the name of the servant are back at a hotel. Dixon. Yeah. yeah. Dixon. Dixon yeah. 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 They went, kinda... they went to go buy down by the sea or something. Remember? Cause they're yeah. like, Oh, the sea air will do her good. So they yes. went on a little like trip. An excursion yes. <laughs> while she finds them a home because she's like, well, we'll find a home and then she can come and move in. Yeah. And it's interesting because we come back to they come back to the hotel they were staying at. And Margaret comes by herself because her dad had one less errand he had to run. 
Mm-hmm. And we meet Mr. Thornton. Yes! I was like, oh, who is this Mr. Thornton? I'm like, oh, is he going to be Mr. Thornton versus Henry? Because I'm still like, what's about Henry? I'm still yeah. <laughs> Henry better come back. Which we did, they did mention Henry. Remember, they're in, they're driving along. And she's and like, she sees is that Henry? <laughs> and she's like happy to see him because she's like, that reminded her of home. And, and uh, but he, they don't have a conversation. She just sees him in passing. So I'm like, okay, yes. Henry is there. He's definitely coming back. He's going to be so? part of this okay. storyline. I mean, right. they ran into him. Uh, not ran into him, but she saw him she in saw the him. area. Yes. So I'm like, yes. they're going to run into each other. But yeah, <laughs> but so Mr. Thornton, Thornton he's oh taken off guard by the father. Like, he thought he was going to speak to the father. And then it's yeah. Margaret. And he just doesn't really know what to do with a woman, apparently. He's, like, super <laughs> uncomfortable. And she's exhausted and has a headache because they've been house hunting all day. And I know what that's like. And they haven't like. eaten. She was supposed to and, go get yeah. lunch. <laughs> and so now he's there. And she's like, great. Now I got to take care of this. You know, it's just, like, one more thing one more I have thing. to do. Yes. So she comes across, like, proud and haughty yeah. and... She's he's just like really surprised. He feels like yeah. she's looking down on me. Like she yes. doesn't respect me. And once again, I think it's just Margaret being misunderstood. I think yeah. she's kind of caught up in her own mind and going through what she's going through. She's trying to be like civil. Like she's trying to be civil. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Because this is somebody who's important to her father. But at the same time, just really doesn't have the energy to deal with this right now. And he doesn't understand what's going on. But I love I, the fact that they mentioned to him they're going to buy this one house. And the father's like, oh, they won't change the wallpaper, though. I spoke to the guy. Yeah. And she's like, oh, okay. And they're very upset about it because they know the mother is going to complain because it's such yeah. ugly wallpaper. Yep. And we get to find out later, which I'm sure I'm jumping it because I, I think it comes in a later chapter. But we get to find out later when they move in that the wallpaper has been changed. And the guy who's renting it to them, he's like, he doesn't tell them like, oh, you know, somebody did this. He's just, he takes full credit. But it was really Mr. Thornton who went there <gasps> and was like, yes. And he was like, you have to change this wallpaper before they move in. And because he's a respected figure in that area, yes, because he owns a cotton mill, yeah. um, they, they changed the wallpaper for them. Yeah, I didn't know. I did not know that oh, somebody really? went ahead. No, I didn't. I don't think you did so. It? Maybe I did. Oh. I maybe I did. I thought I stopped at chapter ten. <laughs> well, I'm sorry if I if I if I gave anything yeah, away. I, I have to. I, I have something to look forward to. <laughs> oh, sorry. I, I maybe I read a little bit more than chapter. 10. I thought I stopped at ten. I thought I did good. So now we I should have know. known. I should have known I didn't. <laughs> but you know, I but I was trying to because you know we have this new male character being introduced, and so I was trying to get a feel for this Mister Thor, and you know, and it kind of remind their their meeting kind of remind me of like a Pride and Prejudice, you know, where it's like yes, <laughs> it doesn't go well at first it does time. Not and go well. Both of them and nor think the badly. Second time, nor yeah. the second time, you yeah. know. So, so I find- love so. Okay, so we, we I should guess we should introduce the characters before we move on, but I really love Mr. Thornton's mom, but we'll talk about her later because she doesn't come in till later. But, I didn't like her, but okay. Really? Okay. I wasn't sure. Okay, All wait right. a minute. All right. Well, yeah, I mean, so I don't know. I feel well, like she's I She's protective can... of her son. Yes, she's and I was like, oh, if like, anybody oh, okay. looked at oh, my so boy well. like that, I would have been Mr. <laughs> He is the best of all boys. Okay, so just in case no one knows, Shanna is mom of, of four boys. So we know what kind of mama she's going to be when the girls start coming around. Yeah, I guess I could just relate to her. I was like, who said mama what about five, my boys? Excuse me, I said four boys. She's a mama of five boys. So you know what kind of mama she's going to be when she yeah. when the, the women start coming around. Oh, I know. I dread it. I really do. I'm like, I don't want to be that like terrible mother-in-law, but I feel like... I'm gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> I hope not. I'll remind you, Shanna. I'll remind yes, you that you said you don't want to be. I know. But yes. So we meet Mr. Thornton. Actually, so now after they meet, you know, um, her father, Mr. Hale, comes. They finally have a conversation. She's relieved because she's hungry. She's tired. Yeah. You know, Mr. Thornton has a very bad impression of, of Margaret. You know, he's just, he thinks she's snooty. 
But then anyway. Mr. Hale ends up inviting Mr. Thornton for tea, which, of course, yes. once again, the wife is like, somebody's coming over. <laughs> after it. We gotta but do she's something. been very sickly. So before we t- yeah. before we say that they, they found the house, they got a they they are moved into the house. Right. Yeah. Um, so it's it's the it's Mr. Hale, Mrs. Hale, Margaret and what's her name? Biddy Dixon Dixon B- Dixon. <laughs> Why do I call her Biddy Dixon? <laughs> I don't know where that came from. And Dixon, so they're all now living in, you know, the house. And um, Margaret gives you an interesting sense of the characters that live in that area because she still goes for walks like she was yeah. – she used to. And it kind of gives uh, you an interesting sense of, like, the people that live in that area too. They are all, like, workers. They're working yeah. class people because they work yes. in the factories around there. So they're not the breeding that she's used to and, yeah, like, the etiquette. Yeah. They don't the have that. Yeah. And so she just totally doesn't. But she kind of, she's intrigued. Like, she's not turned off by it. She's intrigued no, by it. because she, she actually meets someone, right? And she, she ends I up can't... meeting, yeah, Nicholas and his daughter, Betsy. And he, she's noticed them several times. And she ends up giving Betsy a flower. I guess Betsy comments on it or something. She's like, oh, yeah, it's a pretty flower. And she gives it yeah. to her. And... We get a sense of Margaret's heart, like yeah, like, that like she always, about her. yeah, she always wants to do for the poor and the needy, yeah. kind of like, yeah. and that's what she saw. And then she tells, she's talking to them, and she's like, "Well, I'll call at your house or something." And he was like, "Yeah, why are you coming to my house? Nobody comes to my <laughs> house." Like, and she's like so embarrassed that she invited <laughs> yeah. herself over. Like, she thought she was supposed to yeah. because they're friends, even though they just met each other. I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it either. I well, personally probably. wouldn't have done that either. But, but but I think when she lived in a city, I think that probably would have been acceptable. Right. You, know? you meet somebody. That's all we do. We, and we go to each other's house yeah. and we have coffee and yeah. you know, biscuits and tea. Yeah, well, not exactly. Coffee, not tea. <laughs> but yeah, and he was just like, wait, why are you coming? But then Betsy, who we find out is like terminally ill. Ill, yeah. Yeah, she's like telling her like, oh, I'm not going to live very long. And, the, and their dad it's like yep that's true and you're like well, yeah that's really sad uh, yeah it's like yeah and then and i thought was interesting was um so margaret makes that plan to do that but then she her life gets busy she did just move in and trying to get settled yeah. and she didn't she doesn't come to visit them immediately yeah and and, and then when she did she got like the cold treatment a little bit um initially from betsy but then she was like if my dad's cold to you don't worry i mean you like just it's okay. Yeah. You know, you said you were coming and you didn't come. And he was kind of like, oh, you said you were coming and you didn't come. Yeah. <laughs> you, know, you know, like the thing that you hope the person doesn't say, they say it. It's yeah. Like, okay. But anyway, they got past that. Yeah. And she and Betsy start to be kind of start to be like friends. friends. I think she goes yeah. and visit her. And I, and I think times. she finally feels like she has somebody because it's kind of lonely and her mom and her dad are a lot so yeah and Betsy it's interesting too like Betsy was talking about God um or and then Margaret said something about God back to her and her her father's like don't you preach to her and yeah so you get a sense that he doesn't understand a God that would allow his daughter to be sick right um and and Betsy has a sister too I think her name was Fanny Oh, was it was Betsy's it? sisters. Yeah. I think okay. she has a sister too, but her sister is not very hardworking kind of thing. Because remember mm-hmm. when the Hales were looking for a servant because um, Dixon is kind of not feeling well either. Well, and Dixon uh, is so annoying that nobody wants to work for her. Well, yeah. Well, Dixon has high, you know, standards. Yeah. And, uh, you know, they were, I think she was thinking about, she asked Betsy, would your sister be a good, you know, candidate? And she mm. was like, no, I don't. Like, yeah. like, like no, she yeah. wouldn't be. So it's like, okay, we got a, a a little picture of Fanny too. Like she's not very hardworking or. Mm-hmm. So um, I was like, okay, I wonder, I don't know how much Fanny will play in the story, but <laughs> we got an idea for, of her, a different Fanny. Yes. <laughs> in this case. So then, uh, so Mr. Thornton comes over, right? And the relationship between Mr. Hale and Mr. Thornton is that Mr. Hale is his tutor, right? Right. Like he's the person. And they have great conversation. They seem to enjoy each other. Yeah. Uh, yes, they do. And I think uh, <laughs> when he comes, uh, when he comes over for dinner, he starts talking about, you know, the um, how I guess he made he would be what's called new money because mm-hmm. right he's yeah. rich but yeah. he's 
you know, he's not educated like those who are old, you know, old money where, you know, and they he just actually like the first time coming there gives them his life story of like, you know, yeah. my father died when I was a child and I had to become the man of the house and work for everything I have. And I've worked my way up. And, you know, the only yeah. reason I'm here and, and the part of the reason he feels the need to do that is because once again, he feels like Margaret is judging him and being hard yeah. on him and she doesn't yep. understand him. And so he's trying to give her a sense of like who he is. Like, is, I'm, yes. you know, I may not be entitled, but I've worked hard for everything I own. And like, you know, he wants to be like, look, I'm a respectable man. <laughs> and you know what? But the thing is, she liked that about him. Yeah. She just doesn't, you know, she's Margaret. So she doesn't know how to communicate that. Yeah. <laughs> and then he said something, you know, of like offensive to her about the South, like the South are just kind of, you know, relaxed and laid Yeah, back. they're lazy almost. They're lazy, and she yes. was like, oh no, oh. you didn't. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so she was very rude to him. But before that, he speaks to his mom about her. Before he even gets there, he does talk to his mom about her. And yeah. he was just saying, like, I don't think she really likes me. And he, she was like, well, who does she think she is, you know, to not like you, you know? Oh. You better not like her. And she tells him, you better not fall in love with her. You know, oh, you need I to, you need to focus. Like, and he was like, um, when have I ever fallen in love with anybody? You know, <laughs> I was like foreshadowing of things to come. Right. I don't mean, I don't know what's coming, but yeah. I'm like, well, yeah. I'm sure if his mom has anything to say, <laughs> nope, nothing's <laughs> happening here. But, but uh, they have a, they have a semi chemistry kind of sort of but not yeah, really it's, it's it's a weird and then he goes to leave after the tea and he shakes hands and she doesn't shake hands because she's not accustomed to shaking hands yeah. it's not something yeah. they did and after he leaves she had seen that he had put out his hand but she missed it and yeah. she like chides herself over it and she was like i can't believe i didn't shake his hand like now he's yeah. going to think that i have a problem but i just i didn't know to shake his yes. hand and yes. and, and her and dad he does think- her dad is like oh, you've hurt his feelings and and she's like i'm so sorry i didn't mean to like she feels really guilty over this yeah. whole thing yes. and yes. so that kind of leaves it we don't really know what the next meeting's going to be but i have a feeling it's like He's going to be really rude because he thinks she's being rude. But well, when he left the house, he was like, oh, what? Uh, what did yeah. he say? Like, what kind of like an awkward girl or what the worst kind of yeah. temperament girl? She yeah. Is? <laughs> Under but, his breath. I was like, did he say I wonder, did he say it in his head or did he say it alone? <laughs> like, you know, like, did he just say something about me? <laughs> but I really oh, he's like, feel what a like foul temper. Like, con- he said something. It was I just feel like, like she's weird. just constantly misunderstood. Like she has good <laughs> intentions. It just does not come across in anything she does no i feel bad for her in that case because we do the author does the narrator does let us hear her thoughts so we know that she's not bad-hearted but he doesn't know that but it's like she always comes across looking terrible to everybody So uh, I think that's, is that where we left? Is that where we're, that's it, that's, that's yeah, it. That's, okay, that that's was where chapter we are. 10. So I'm excited to see what happened. I We now have permission to move forward. Yes, I cannot wait because <laughs> I've had to hold off. I've like, I know, obviously you finished did. other books in the meantime. <laughs> <laughs> so what are we doing? We just finished up to 11. What are we doing? 12 to 24, maybe? Yeah, that sounds good to me. Let me write it down so I remember. All right. So we have another 12 chapters. You get to read 12 this time. So 12 to 24. (laughs) I will try and do good. Hold back, Shanna. Hold back. But so far, so far, I I like Margaret because um, I, well, I see a change in Margaret. She seemed first like just this, you know, this girl that's just a, a quiet girl that. As in the background when she was in the life of Edith, with Edith, mm-hmm. but now she's like she has to step up. So I see yeah. her strong. I, I'm I'm anticipating that she's going to be a strong female, yeah, because of she has to take the role of wife yeah. slash daughter, yeah, um, slash you know decision maker mm-hmm. in the things of the house because we can see Mrs. Hale is kind of uh, sickly, yeah. And really, uh, not uh, it doesn't seem like she can make any decisions. And yeah. her dad, I don't know. I don't know about dad, but we'll see what Mister Hale is about. And he does but work I, a lot now because he has to. Yeah, I don't get the sense that he regrets what he did. He seems to like it. Yeah, he seems yeah. happy with it. 
but the whole family's life has been uprooted. So now we get to see what this life in Milton is going to be like for our Margaret and Mr. Thornton. I feel so much like this is a, um, he is, he's the pride and she's the prejudice, you know? Yeah, yeah. No, it definitely, it definitely gives you a pride and prejudice feel, which is probably why it's one of my favorite books because I love pride and prejudice. Because it is too. All right, then. So we have, we will be doing um, 12 to 24. Yep. Uh, I hope at least if you haven't read it, that you have a gist of what the story is about and we'll keep that coming for you. Yes. And, um, we hope that you'll keep reading. And if you haven't read any of the Bible stories that we talked about, maybe you'll be inspired to pick those back up again. And I find read. I always find something new, even if I reread it. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't remember that. It's funny how different things will hit you at different times. So I feel Absolutely. like when you read it as a child, it was like you said, it. you're like, I don't even know why I liked it as a kid. But it's like yeah. there's something as a child that stood out to you. But now as an adult, there's other things that you're like, oh, wow. That's why. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why I like it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we are signing off and we can't wait to get back again next week as we see if Shanna stays to the 12 <laughs> chapters. <laughs> I have to put a lock on your uh, device. So that I you know, can't go right? Past 24. <laughs> like I'll just like give you a little pinch. <laughs> <laughs> I will try and be good. I will try and be good. (laughs) All right, everyone. We will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Can you do us a favor? If you like this podcast, please write a good review for us on iTunes or Spotify or your favorite podcast player. Your review or like helps others to find and listen to our podcast. Thanks again for listening and we'll see you next time.